you're tuned to More Living with Jim Brogan, broadcasted live from the Brogan Financial Studios at News Talk 98.7, where old-fashioned values, expert knowledge, and genuine understanding come together to give you the retirement straight talk you deserve. Jim's a former National Advisor of the Year recipient and a financial educator. And he's here today to talk about how you can live out the best years of your life. Jim and the Brogan Financial Team have been helping retirees and pre-retirees across the Southeast for almost 20 years in their pursuit of financial independence. You can reach them during the week at 865-862-6800. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn, folks, because more living with Jim Brogan starts now. It's the new year, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. Now, how could your world change over the next 10, even 20 years, and what does that mean for your retirement plan and your ability to have the life that you want? You know, we're, we're entering this new year at a very strange time in history. COVID continues to disrupt daily life, as well as many careers and our well-being. A few years ago, no one could have predicted this pandemic. I would even say a year ago, no one would have predicted the pandemic would be the issue that it is right now with the new Omicron variant. Now, if we look at history, you know, think about it 50 years ago, no one would have predicted the iPhone. And whether we realize it or not, our worlds have been changing at a rapid pace, really, for over a century. You know, for example, the first airplane flight was in 1903. The moon landing was just 66 years later. When you think about how much more complex a rocket ship is to the first airplane, it's really astounding. And technology is growing at exponential leaps and bounds as compared to even the last century. It makes you wonder what what else is going to change in our lifetimes and how will that potentially impact you in retirement. You'll need a plan as well as an experienced and trusted guide to help you update that plan when life's big changes inevitably happen. And that's our goal on More Living here and with my practice, Brogan Financial, is to help be your guide. So whatever the future holds, you can be prepared. So... Today, if you have questions about your retirement, you're in the right place. So here's what we'll cover in today's show. Number one, where the market and the economy could be headed in 2022. So we're going to get out the crystal ball, see what we can see in there. Um, number, We're also going to talk about two things that could really erode your retirement savings in the coming years. Uh, We're also going to talk about just some basics of what you may need to know about cryptocurrency. And then also what's changed in 2022 that you need to be aware of. So hopefully we'll answer some retirement questions that you might have have, uh, going into this year and even throughout this show. Uh, I can help you, we can help you at Brogan Financial with all areas of retirement planning, including making important decisions about how to make your money last the rest of your life, navigate changes in 2022 that could affect you, and plan for the future to have the retirement that you want. Uh, If you'd like a complimentary consultation, give us a call, 865-862-6800, or you can visit us online at broganfinancial.com and sign up for a complimentary review. 
let's dive in here. Where could the market be headed in 2022? So we're, we, you know, now that we're living in really very unpredictable times, you know, did you think that the pandemic would go on for this long? You know, in the 1980s, when interest rates were in double digits, did you think they'd ever be as low as they are now? Are you concerned that interest rates and inflation may go back to double digits? We just can't predict what may happen, but we can be prepared. So when we look at the outlook for 2022, when I look at the different economists that look at these kinds of things, you know, there are many people that are bullish. There are, there are some that are bearish. There are a lot that just don't know what to think. So, you know, I've, I always make the joke, I've got a crystal ball in my office, and I do actually have a crystal ball in my boardroom. My staff gave it to me about seven or eight years ago for Christmas, and the thing does not work. I kind of, you know, I, I make that joke all the time, and... The reality is, there's two realities. One is in the short term, it's just an educated guess. You know, the shorter the term that we're looking at and trying to kind of talk about what might would happen economically and in the stock market, the, the shorter that period of time is, the more it's a guess. It's an educated guess. You know, if you said, Jim, where will the stock market be in a month or in three months? I mean, you might as well just throw dice in Vegas. If you said, where is the market going to be in a year? It's still a, That's still a gamble. Now, if we look out eight to ten years, seven, eight years, will the market be up in seven or eight years? We don't know for sure, but the, you know, the range of possibilities over the next seven or eight years, they shrink quite a bit. You know, when we look at what could happen in one year, I mean, the market could be down 40 or 50%. It could be up 30%. Well, it's not likely that over a seven or eight-year horizon, the market would be down 50%. I mean, from today to seven or eight years from now. I mean, it could be down a little, but if you look at if history is our guide, it's just not going to be down 50% seven, eight years from today. Like, uh, okay, so... The, the variability of things that can happen in the short term is astronomical. In the longer term, things smooth out and are, become more predictable. So one of the most important things to understand in retirement planning is time horizon. You know, if you're, in, if you're 35 years old and you're investing for retirement you really shouldn't be too concerned about what the stock market is going to do in 2022. And you should be invested in your retirement accounts that have a long investment horizon. You should be invested for growth. And historically, the stock market has been the best place to get that growth. But if you need money next year for income, it's not that simple. Because we don't know where the market will be in a year. So t understanding time horizon is so critically important. So let's, I, I do want to, I don't want to skirt the question of 2022. You know, let, let, let's look at what's been going on. We saw record highs in the market in 2021. We've got a lot of uncertainty in 2022. But 
we also have a lot of disruption in how our economy works. If you think about this, you know, think about the supply chain. Everything's kind of broken right now. A lot of that's been caused by the pandemic, things shutting down. Then there are problems beyond the pandemic with supply chain. So what's happening is everybody wants to buy things and do things, and there's just not enough stuff out there to buy, and so prices have skyrocketed. Gas prices are up about 50% in the last year. People are getting out and traveling and doing things, but the supply of oil is down. It hasn't risen to meet the demand. So it's a classic example of Economics 101. So on the one hand, the markets are at all-time highs. But on the other hand, we still have a lot of disruption in our economic activity that can be fixed. And what does that do to the economy when it becomes fixed? But there are uncertainties as well. We have inflation. I think, you know, the inflation rate in December was 9.6% year over year. Now, I don't think it's going to continue at that rate, but inflation is clearly persisting at a rate and for a period of time well beyond what most economists and what the Federal Reserve thought would happen. So, matter of fact, I would say to, to the economic growth in 2022, the number one issue in my mind is inflation. Because right now, people, you and I, people around the country, people even around the world are continuing to buy things, even with the higher prices. But at some point, if, pers if inflation persists, that could start to slow down economic activity. And then the markets aren't going to like that because, you know, U.S. stocks are making good money right now. U.S. companies are making good money right now. But if you know, we start slowing down our purchases because of inflation, then those margins could go down for companies, and then the stock market, we would expect, would react negatively to that. So inf inflation is probably the biggest concern. We also have the Federal Reserve taking steps to try to curb inflation. So we have tapering of bond purchases. In other words, the best way to think about that is the Fed is slowing down how much money they're injecting into the economy. They are still injecting money into the economy, but they're slowing it down, and they will stop this summer. So they're slowing down and tapering it off, and then they'll stop doing it this summer. In addition, they've released their notes from their December meeting, and they're saying they're looking at interest rate hikes this year because they're trying to stave off inflation. But it's a delicate balancing act because they don't want to choke up economic growth, but they've got to get their arms around inflation. So the reality is, on the one hand, we could see economic activity really continue to thrive if the supply chain, you know, and some of this economic disruption, which has also created, helped create inflation, if, if we get our arms around that and it starts to become controlled, we could really see some dynamic economic activity. But there are some real challenges along the way. So personally, I see choppy waters. But it, it also, again, underscores that in the short term, we just don't know. So in your financial plan, you've got to understand time horizon. So, you know, money that you need now or next year for income has got to be set aside 
in things that are very, very stable and not in the stock market because that's a crapshoot. We just can't depend on the stock market in the short term. But in the long term, when we look at the eroding power of inflation on your life savings, risk-based investments historically have been the best way to fight inflation and to earn enough on your money to beat inflation so that your income can increase in retirement to meet off the, the, the reality of inflation. But in the short term, it's a crapshoot and it's very risky. All right, we've also got a challenge where stock prices are, are at all-time highs and bond prices are very high because interest rates are very low. You know, those things move opposite. So if interest rates are really low, what that means is bonds are very expensive. So, you know, if we look to the longer term of eight or ten years, I'm talking about time horizon. On the one hand, I think that's the best way to beat inflation. On the other hand, some of the traditional approaches to investing aren't going to work very well. And, and what I'm really talking about that is the use of traditional bond investment in a portfolio. That classic 60-40 mix of stocks and bonds, probably not going to work very well. Well, I'll say it differently. In my opinion, it is not going to work very well if I look out over the next 10 years. So we need other ways to diversify. We've got to have ways to create stability in a portfolio, which is what bonds have done in the past, without killing ourselves over the long haul, which I think is what bonds will do. So we need other kinds of things. You know, when we talk about diversification, what that really means is you have a whole lot of stuff that that don't move up and down together. In other words, when one thing zigs, another zags. That way, if one thing is way down like stocks, hopefully they're not all way down. So you need other alternative types of holdings than traditional bonds to help balance out stocks. So when stocks maybe are, are going down, maybe other things in your portfolio are helping hold it up. So things like, you know, energy, natural resources, commodities, non-traditional bonds, which are bonds that have variable rates. In other words, it's kind of like the difference in uh, uh, an adjustable rate mortgage and a fixed rate mortgage. You know, if you have a bond that resets its interest rate every quarter or every month, then if inflation, if interest rates go up, those bonds immediately start paying more money. So that's a, you know, may, maybe a smarter way to do it. And there's other ways to create, you know, stability in a portfolio by hedging the downside. So, not you know, we'll do a show coming up soon here on exactly how to create more diversification in a world where bonds are probably not, are just not going to be very effective over the next eight to ten years. What I'm telling you is, number one, you need to focus on time horizon. You need to understand the uncertainty of what might happen in the short term. I could see a case for a very good market this year. I could see a case for a correction. Ultimately, I think things will probably be choppy. Where we end the year is anybody's guess. But you're not depending on stock market investments for 2022. That you shouldn't be. That should be money you're depending on in 2027, in 2028, and 2030. So understanding time horizon and then understanding how you diversify and being careful with traditional bonds. Now, I've gone a little bit over in this first segment, so we need to move on. But when we come back from our next break, we'll talk about two things 
that could really erode your retirement savings as we move forward into 2022 and beyond. So stay with us. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan right here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. This is More Living on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. We have a beautiful day. Chilly, but beautiful. And today we're talking about several things and that that you need to get in in line in order to be successful in 2022 and beyond. The reality is change is a part of our lives. It's amazing how frequent how fast things change. We need to plan for those kinds of things and be prepared for change. Now in this segment we're going to talk about two things that could seriously erode your retirement savings. You know, when you retire you no longer are accumulating and saving money. You're now going to be distributing and spending money. So you're moving from an accumulation phase of life into a distribution phase. So it creates a different set of pressures and stresses on the nest egg. So on the one hand, you need to protect the ability to generate stable income. But then in the long term, you need to grow that income to fight inflation. Let's discuss how inflation and income taxes can eat away at your retirement savings. Inflation is without a doubt one of the biggest concerns that we have these days and retirees always need to factor in inflation. It's just really come to a head of late because of increasing inflation. Year-over-year inflation rate in November was 6.8%. In December it was 9.6%. Now, I don't want to scare you. I personally don't think inflation is going to maintain itself at those kind of levels. I do think in the back half of 2022, we'll see that really come down. And I expect it to settle in, you know, I don't know, 3% maybe. I don't know if that'll happen in the back half of the year. Will that happen in 2023? But the reality is inflation has always been a concern in your ability to to to, to have enough income in retirement to buy things. The buying power of $100 in 1960 is now equal to the buying power of $11. So it's lost almost 90% of its purchasing power in 62 years. Meanwhile, interest rates, in spite of inflation, are still near zero. So safe, those quasi, you know, the things we say are safe investments like CDs and bonds yield very, very low rates that don't even begin to keep up with inflation. And the reality is CDs have never really been successful at keeping up with inflation. 20% of all of the money in circulation in the United States, all the dollars in print were created in the last year, year and a half. Product shortages and labor shortages have also factored into the inflation we have seen. Plus, gas prices are the highest they've been in seven years and are up 50% in the past year alone. Now, at even a 3% inflation rate, a million dollars, 
in 20 years would have the buying power of less than 570,000. So you're looking at over a 40% drop in purchasing power in a 20-year period. So if you need, let's use income, if you need $100,000 of income today to be able to live the way you want to live, let's take gross income, net, you know, gross of income taxes. So let's say 100,000. If you were drawing 100,000 in 20 years, that would be today like drawing about 57,000. So you've almost lost half of your income. So you need your income in 20 years to be closer to 200,000, if that makes sense. You certainly need it to be 170, 180,000. So that just can kind of give you an idea of what inflation can look like, and that's pretty significant. So it's very important to, predict, to protect your nest egg from inflation, which means you need income to increase. And Social Security income historically has not kept up with inflation. As a matter of fact, since 2001, in the last 21 years, Social Security income has lost uh, about 30% of its income purchasing power in spite of cost of living increases. Now this year, of course, we saw this 5.9% increase in, in Social Security. Now, Medicare went up quite a bit too. Medicare went from $148 for Part B to $171. That is about a 15% increase, a little over 15% increase. So yeah, Social Security went up 5.9%, but Medicare Part B premiums went up over 15%. And the reality is Social Security increases have not kept up with inflation. And because of the big increase this year, it's likely that the next couple of years, Social Security increases will either be zero or close to it. So Social Security is not likely to keep up with inflation in the future. It certainly hasn't in the past. And inflation is becoming a bigger problem. So that means you need a plan in your income plan to increase income to offset this eroding power of inflation on your income. And you're going to need to depend on that increase in income more and more over time because well, more than likely Social Security income will not keep up. So, you know, you're going to have to depend more and more on your life savings. So you absolutely need growth of your income, which means you need mark, you know, you need to be able to take risk and get growth. You just need to protect the short-term income uh, with stability. Now, the other thing that can be a huge eroding power, uh, a, a eroder of your retirement income is income taxes. You know, we often overlook income taxes. It's the largest expense you and I, most of us, will ever have in our lifetimes. And, you know, we, we may think that there's not a lot we can do about them, and that's not really the case. Uh, you have more control of your income taxes in retirement, typically, than at any other time in your life, especially in what I call the sweet spot of that those years between retirement age and age 72 when you have to start taking money out of your retirement accounts, and those are taxable distributions. And by the way, those tables changed for 2022, where you take out the percentage is just a little bit lower than it would have been without the change. But you should still use a number of about 4% if you're estimating how much you have to take out when you're 72. It's actually a little less now than 3.7%. But just use 4% so you can get a ballpark number. 
but that's going to be taxable income. So taxes are not going away in retirement. You have Social Security benefits can be taxable, investment income. If you make too much money on the sale of a home, certainly on other real estate, pension income, retirement account distributions. And we will see higher tax rates in the future. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act will expire at the end of 2025. And if you've saved a substantial amount in these retirement accounts, pre-tax, then your tax burden at 72 is probably going to go up tremendously. So there are a lot of things that you can be looking at now or planning for those early years in retirement to reduce, to, to, to maybe pay taxes on income where you can stay in low tax brackets, like 10 and 12 percent, uh, or for capital gains at zero or 15 percent, where you know down in the future, number one, tax rates are going up, and at age 72, you've got to start taking those distributions from your retirement account. So there are things like Roth conversion, you know, where you convert money from traditional IRA to Roth, pay the tax now on some of that money. Now then you do have to look at, can you afford to do that now? Because that is going to hit your savings. You have to pay the tax bill, which means your investment base is going to go down more to do Roth conversion. Some, a lot of people we work with, or, or some, can't. we don't feel like, based on their income needs, that we don't feel like they can afford to do a Roth conversion. It would decrease their income base too much too soon. So it's a very measured and calculated decision. That's something we help our clients with all the time is, does it make sense to look at Roth conversion? Now, it's also understanding how to take advantage of long-term capital gains because the long-term capital gains rate across the board for most taxpayers is far better than the ordinary income tax rate. And most people don't have a plan to take advantage of that. And to coordinate that with things like charitable contributions, even coordinating capital losses on investments, capital gains and capital losses are a very, very important way to plan to minimize taxes in the long haul throughout retirement. So having a withdrawal strategy, where do you draw income from? How is that income taxed in retirement? How do you invest your money? How are the investment gains taxed? Are they taxed as ordinary income or are they taxed as long-term gains? How do you take advantage of those opportunities? Very, very important to reduce income taxes in the long haul. Now, we're going to get to our bottom of the hour break, and when we, when we come back, we're going to do a segment on cryptocurrency, kind of give you a broad overview of what you need to understand about cryptocurrency. So stay with us. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Welcome back. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. This is News Talk 98.7 WOKI. We're talking about change and all of the things that you need to be aware of moving forward, or at least some of the things, to be successful in retirement. Now, we talk about all of this in uh, the retirement planning course at the University of Tennessee through their personal lifetime learning center. So this is adult education. 
the next class that I teach is February the 1st and the 8th. It is two two-hour sessions. So it is a two-night class. And in these two nights, I cover the seven key areas that I think you need to address in a good comprehensive retirement plan to be successful and how do you fight these challenges, many of which I'm talking about in today's show. Now, if you want to see what that syllabus looks like or find more information, the name of the class is Financial Survival for Retirement. So if you go to financialsurvivalforretirement.com, you can download a syllabus. There's a short video and you can click to register. Again, it is February the 1st and the 8th, 6.30 p.m., two two-hour sessions at the Downtown Conference Center. There's free parking there in the Walnut Street Garage, just catty-cornered from, uh, from the uh, Lifetime Learning Center there for the University of Tennessee. I'd love to see you there. It's a $59 fee. A married couple, I think, is $99. But again, you can find out more information at financialsurvivalforretirement.com. If you cannot make that class, we have other classes throughout the spring. I'll be at Pellissippi State for a class uh, in March. I'm doing a tax planning class, which will be a one-night class in April, and then I'll be back at the University of Tennessee going into May. So you can find the entire spring class schedule at broganfinancial.com and click on classes. Now, what do you need to know about cryptocurrency? Uh, I can't cover all that in a segment on a Saturday radio show, but uh, let, let, let's just talk a little bit about a fa- giving you a foundation of cryptocurrency. You know, it seems like cryptocurrency is in the news every day. The value is very volatile, goes up and down. Billionaires like Elon Musk are weighing in and affecting the value, and crypto is facing potential regulation. When you hear about how much some people have made off of investing in crypto, it can be tempting to wonder if you should invest. But I, but there are downsides to consider as well. So we'll do a quick Crypto 101 here. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are not stocks. It's technically software that creates virtual money through the use of what's called cryptography, the science of making and breaking codes. Cryptocurrencies are decentralized. So they're knocked by, backed by precious metals or by federal governments. There are a number of cryptocurrencies. The most common are Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, there's others been in the news a lot, like Dogecoin and things like that. Uh, The more established ones are Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum quadrupled in value in the first four months in 2021. And other cryptocurrencies have gained a significant amount of value since they were created. They are taxed as property and will either incur short-term or long-term capital gains tax. So there are upsides and downsides to cryptocurrency. You know, we could see changes in how cryptocurrencies are taxed and they could face additional regulation. Governments are trying to get the arms around how to regulate this. You know, one of the big attractions to cryptocurrency is they're, they're decentralized. Governments can't control them, but governments can regulate or try to regulate certainly how they're taxed and can they regulate them beyond that. Governments are trying to get their arms around that. It is also possible to invest in the blockchain or the digital technology behind cryptocurrencies without investing directly into crypto. There's a push to bring Bitcoin to 401k plans, but there are obstacles to that, so they're not there now. 
And there are currently little government regulations of crypto because they have declared themselves utility tokens that don't clearly fall under SEC purview, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, advocates for crypto believe it's much easier to trade between two parties due to the deregulated nature of crypto. It's also useful, uh, the blockchain technology that's, use, that's used to mine for, currency, for cryptocurrency is, is, is usable and can be very useful beyond cryptocurrencies. And it is resistant to, due to inflation due to its finite nature. Like Bitcoin, there's a limited amount of Bitcoin that can be mined and created, 21 million Bitcoins. And that'll be by more than likely the estimate is the year 2040. And then that's it. So it's a finite number. And many people look at it as more of an alternative to gold as an inflation hedge. Now, there are also some downsides. There are some critics. There's the unknown history and foundation of many cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. There's a fear of investing in something that is unregulated and non-tangible. You can't hold it in your hands. And how the anonymous nature of cryptocurrency lends itself to those engaged in illegal activities like money laundering and tax evasion. And then there's also the old, you know, I, the, the old adage of if you don't understand it, should you invest in it? And I've heard a lot of that from people throughout the community, in my office, in classes. You know, Jim, I don't want to invest in something I don't understand. A couple of things I will say on this. Cryptocurrency has been, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum, have been in the last year and a half, have been embraced by the institutional financial world. Deutsche Bank in the fall of 2020 uh, e established that cryptocurrency is an alternative asset investment class. And that embracing of cryptocurrency as an alternative investment asset class to me was a significant thing. And you know we don't know where it's going. It is extremely volatile. I mean it can move five, ten percent in a day, twenty, thirty percent in weeks. So it is extremely volatile. Uh, I do think cryptocurrency is here to stay. Now, in ten years, will Bitcoin and Ethereum be the main cryptocurrencies? I don't know. We don't know how this is going to evolve. But I do think it's here to stay. I do think it is a reasonable alternative investment asset class. However, I do think that it is extremely volatile, and you have to be very, very careful if you decide you want to do this. Uh, you, you certainly wouldn't want to do more than maybe 1% to 3% of an investment portfolio. And clients that ask me about it, I tell them start with about maybe 1% or less. So you're dipping your toe in the water. Uh, there's so much more to understand, even in how do you even invest into it, what's the best way to do that. Uh, don't have time to cover all that today. Uh, there are some rather uh, easy ways to do it. It is an expensive thing to invest in in terms of fees and charges, e either transaction fees or ongoing uh, expenses when you invest because of the companies that have to establish the security pro protocol to, to, to offer an easy way to trade Bitcoin. So the fees are high. 
So it's not for everyone. Uh, it's a case-by-case basis. And I do think there's sound reasoning. If you don't understand it, then, then you know, you might not want to do that. But I do think it's here to stay. I don't know where it's going. Nobody does. Uh, be careful. Don't invest too much. Start small. Dip your toes. Okay? Now, when we come back, we'll discuss some things that have changed in 2022 and then what you need to know about changes and how to take advantage of them. So stay with us. This is More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to News Talk 98.7's Brogan Financial Studios, where Jim Brogan is coming to you live with important news and advice to help you achieve your dream retirement. Get ready to learn and live. Here's your host, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're on every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. and again 3 to 4 p.m. You can also get all of our shows online, broganfinancial.com. Click on radio. They're podcast. You could also listen to us on YouTube. If you type in Brogan Financial, you can pull us up on YouTube and listen to our shows. Um, I also do a dollars and cents segment many weeks. And uh, you can get you can hear those segments as well as my retirement minute that I air every week on this station, uh, News Talk 98.7. Uh, you can hear all of those podcasts on my website. You can also uh, follow me on my blog if you go to BroganFinancial.com and click on blog. We have written blogs and video blogs on there to try to keep you informed so you can make prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. What's new in 2022? It's a new year. That means change. Will you contribute more to your 401k this year, get a bigger Social Security benefit, and pay more for Medicare? So it's important to know what changes are in place and how it could affect you. So IRA contribution limits did stay the same. It's $6,000 for workers under 50 years old. If you're turning 50 this year or you're older than 50, you can put in $7,000. Uh, the phase-out for Roth IRA... If you make more than $204,000, you will not, for a married couple, for an individual person, $129,000, a single filer, then you cannot maximize your Roth IRA. Uh, you, you know, you'd be ineligible. Now, on 401k, the numbers did go up this year. 401k, 403b, they're increasing by $1,000. So it was $19,500 last year. This year it's $20,500. And if you're 50 or older, you can add another $6,500 for a total of $27,000. In my view, if, if you look at the math and the numbers, the single greatest way to create wealth, financial independence, is in retirement accounts because of the shelter they provide from income taxes as that money grows. And in addition to that shelter, you're also either getting a tax deduction now on a traditional 401k contribution, or you're getting tax-free income in retirement. And those benefits really, the, 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 the benefit of getting a tax benefit either going in or coming out, depending on whether it's traditional or, for, or, or Roth, and then the benefit of growing without any kind of tax implication like your 401k, you don't get a 1099 every year. Anything that happens in that 401k is sheltered from income tax. You only pay tax when you take the money out. Or if it's a Roth, you don't pay any tax when you take it out. But it, it also grows 
with no tax implications. And those are big, big things. Now, if you have a simple IRA, you increase from $13,500 maximum to $14,000. Now then, on uh, and maximizing those retirement accounts, now, now it does tie that money up. You know, you've got tax implications with penalties if you want to access that money to 59 and a half. So see, there's a trade-off. The government says, we're going to give you these great tax benefits, but there's some, some caveats to that. There's some rules and some limitations. So not all of your money can be in there, because what if you need the money before you're 59 and a half? Now, because inflation is high, this year's cost of living benefit for, Medi for uh, Social Security is high, and Medicare premiums also went up dramatically. I mentioned those briefly in the last segment. But Social Security benefits went up by 5.9%. It's the biggest increase in almost 40 years. That means the maximum benefit if you're for, for, for full retirement age is $3,345 per month would be the max. Uh, for somebody 70 years and old, uh, old the maximum is $4,194 a month per person. So if a married couple is both, if you're both eligible for the maximum benefit and you wait till 70, you're looking at roughly $100,000 a year just in Social Security income. A lot of people aren't aware of those numbers. Now, if you're still working, you know, there's a cap on Social Security withholding on your payroll tax. And it went up from $142,000 to $147,000. Then when you get up over $147,000, the payroll tax goes from 15.3% to 2.9%. Now, the employer pays half of that. You pay half of that. If you're self-employed, you pay all of it, but it goes from 15.3 to 2.9 because you no longer pay that Social Security withholding. Now, Medicare premiums went up to $170 a month from a little over 148. As I said earlier, that is over a 15% increase in the premium. Part D for drugs, it also went up. And if you file an individual tax return, if it's over 91,000, uh, if you made more than 91,000 in 2020, two years ago, your Medicare premium will go up even more. And if you are a joint filer, uh, it could go up if you made more than about 180,000 in 2020, you get hit with Medicare surcharges. So that's a brief overview of changes for 2022. And it's important to navigate these changes and have that built with flexibility into your financial plan. So today, we have talked about change and the reality that things are going to continue to change and evolve. Interest rates, inflation, income taxes. How will technology change our future? We've even covered cryptocurrency and what that's doing uh, in, in the investment world and what that might mean or not mean. So it's important to have a financial plan that can be flexible. You know, having a financial plan, the more you plan, the more flexible you can become to adapt to change. You can learn more also at my classes, my next class, Financial Survival for Retirement. You can go to, to my website, broganfinancial.com, click on classes, and you can click to download that syllabus at the University of Tennessee on February the 1st and the 8th. Thank you for tuning in this week. We've discussed your wealth because greater wealth provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life your way. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Jill. Have a very blessed weekend. We'll talk to you next week. This is More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.